sharing our faith and passion for the Lord Jesus Christ with others is a desire of Zion Christian Fellowship. Our prayer is that this message will have a lasting impact on your life and draw you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. This message is not copyrighted. You are free to make copies for friends and neighbors. We only ask that you copy it in its entirety without alterations or changes. Now unto the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome to each one today. Welcome to the visitors. It's nice to see the house well filled again this morning. Come together and worship the Lord on a beautiful, sunny Sunday morning. <clears throat> so, uh, I don't feel very collected this morning like I normally like to feel, <laughs> but uh, I think I have a few thoughts this morning that uh, have been um, something that has often impressed me, and that is in the life of David. So we're going to look at a, a circumstance that David went through and uh, just kind of see how he responded to it. <clears throat> Let's turn to Second Samuel 13. So in 2 Samuel 13, we're going to just kind of skip through um, the next couple of chapters here, just kind of overviewing what's happening in, in David's life and in the lives of his family, his sons and daughters and brothers, and, uh, <clears throat> um, and then flip over into Psalms and see how he responded to this situation. So in chapter 13, it starts off um, with David's son Amnon, who is, um, yeah, David's son, and he had a crush on his sister, Tamar. And uh, so much so that he, he uh, plotted against his sister and forced her, and it was a very awful thing that happened there. Um, we're not going to read all of this because it takes a lot of time to go through this whole story. We'll just read in verse 19. Tamar sh shows us where Tamar is weeping. She put on ashes on her head and rent her garment, the, the, her garment of divers colors that was on her and laid her hand on her head and went on crying. So this was uh, very awful to King David too. And uh, <clears throat> Absalom was uh, close to Tamar. He was very upset about this all, which is another one of David's sons, Absalom. Um, and he conspires against Tamar, against, sorry, against Amnon in the um, later years here. He conspires against him and he kills him. Verse 28 and 29. Now Absalom had commanded his servants, saying, Mark ye now, when Amnon's heart is merry. So he got a bunch of the brothers, David's uh, sons, around, and they had a, a big party. And this was Am Absalom's conspiracy against Amnon for what he did to his sister. Mark ye, well now, mark ye now, when Amnon's heart is merry with wine, and when I say unto you, smite Amnon, then kill him. Fear not, for I have commanded you, be courageous and be valiant. 
And the servants of Absalom did unto Amnon as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons arose, and every man gat him up upon his mule and fled. David is told all his sons are killed. Verse 30, let's keep reading there. And it came to pass while they were in in the way that the tidings came to David, saying, Absalom has slain all the king's sons, and there is not one of them left. Then the king arose and tore his garments and lay on the earth, and all his servants stood by with their clothes rent. Of course, that wasn't true. It was just Amnon that was killed. Um, David and his servants weep in verse 36. And it came to pass, as soon as he had made an end of speaking, that, behold, the king's sons came and lifted up their voice and wept. And the king and all his servants wept very sore. That was over Amnon's death. Now in verse 38... Absalom flees. So Absalom fled and went to Geshur and was there three years. And that is out of fear for what he did in killing his brother. So you can just see the turmoil that's going on in the family. It's just very tumultuous. I mean, killing and, well, first of all, raping and killing and um, then fleeing. And it's just, it's just an awful picture here. <clears throat> And uh, we're going to skip chapter 14. There's some details there that would be nice to see, but we're going to skip chapter 14. Go to chapter 15. Absalom spent 40 years stealing the hearts of the people. So Absalom was away for three years. He came back in chapter 15. Uh, The king told him to come back to Jerusalem. He came back and he didn't see the king for another two years, I believe it was. And... In that time, um, he uh, he started um, stealing the hearts of the people. So in chapter 15, verse 6, And on this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the people of Israel. It came to pass that after... Okay, so, uh, sorry, I should kind of explain what he did. He, he stood in the gate of the king's house, I believe it was, and when people came to the to the king's house with their lawsuits and their squabbles and whatever he he talked to them and says um verse five and it was so that when any man came nigh to him to do obeisance he put forth his hand and took him and kissed him so in this way um verse six on this manner did absalom do to all israel that came to the king for judgment so absalom stole the hearts of the man of israel Um, we'll read verses 7 through 10 as well and it came to pass after 40 years that Absalom said unto the king I pray thee let me go and pay my vow which I have vowed unto the Lord in Hebron for thy servant vowed a vow while I abode at Esher in Syria saying if the Lord shall bring me again indeed to Jerusalem then I will serve the Lord and the king said unto him go in peace so he rose and went to Hebron but Absalom sent spies throughout all the, the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as ye hear the trumpet, sound of the trumpet, then shall ye say, Absalom reigneth in Hebron. So he got permission to go to Hebron. Um, of course, that was also um, a conspiracy against the king. And 
when he got there, he, or when, yeah, I guess when he got there, he, they blew the trumpet and, um, organized against the king. <clears throat> Let's go on to verse 13 and 14. David is informed here about what's happening and he flees. Verse 13, and came to pass, no, and there came a messenger to David saying, the hearts of the men of Israel are after Absalom. And David said unto all his servants that were with him at Jerusalem, arise and let us flee for we shall not else escape from Absalom. Make speed to depart, lest he overtake us suddenly suddenly, and bring evil upon us and smite the city with the edge of the sword. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> turmoil upon turmoil. It seems like it's only getting worse. <clears throat> only getting worse for David. Not only have his sons and daughters been in terrible situations, they've been killing each other, and now they're after him for his life. Um, <clears throat> chapter 16 let's read verses 5 and 6 this is while David and his men are fleeing still they had fled and, and uh, I think spent some time a night or so one place and then they're fleeing to another place it seems <clears throat> chapter 16 verse 5 and 6 and when King David came to Bahurim Behold, there came out a man of the family of the house of Saul, his, whose name was Shimei, the son of Gera. He came forth and cursed still as he came. And he cast stones at David and at all the servants of, the king, of King David. And all the people and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. Uh, sorry, that was uh, an extra verse there. So, uh, <clears throat> no, it wasn't. Yeah. So they were cursing David and his men. Um, it's kind of interesting how David responds to this in verse 9 through 12. Then said Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, unto the king, Why should this dead dog curse my lord, the king? Let me go over, I pray thee, and take off his head. And the king said, What have I to do with you, ye sons of Zeruiah? So let him curse, because the Lord hath said unto him, Curse David. Who shall then say, Wherefore hast thou done so? And David said to Abishai and to all his servants, Behold, my son, which came behold, my son which came forth out of my bowels, seeketh my life. How much more now may this Benjamite do it? Let him alone and let him curse, for the Lord hath bidden him. <clears throat> and it may be that the Lord will look on mine affliction, and that the Lord will requite me good for this for his cursing this day. So you can just see a little glimpse of of David's faith still being in God, even though all this is happening and and it looks awful. Chapter 17, all of chapter 17, David is still fleeing from uh, <clears throat> his own son, Absalom, and his own people, his own country, Israel. <clears throat> now, let's break here and go into Psalms 3. We'll come back again to Samuel, or to this passage, so. Psalm 3. <clears throat> In the uh, 
prelude there or before the actual psalm starts, it says, a psalm of David when he fled from Absalom his son. So this is a psalm that David wrote sometime exactly during this time. We don't know exactly, you know, if it was before the curse or after, but it was while he was fleeing from his son. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many they... Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, There is no help for him in God. Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah. I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me. O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. And that psalm, just, just recognizing, you know, what David was in, in the middle of right here when he wrote this, is just has been amazing to me. Many times I've read over this... Um, going through dangerous times in Haiti, um, many times when it looks like, you know, there's no way out and everybody's against you almost, you know, like, but, uh, or many people and, but here, David, in the midst of fleeing from his own son and from his own people, he says, he laid him down himself. I laid me down and slept. I waked for the Lord sustained me. And, you know, there's a faith there that is um, <clears throat> is goes through the dark times and the difficult times, and we can we can see that in David and the way he responded here while he was fleeing from his own son. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord; thy blessing is upon thy people. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. <clears throat> So, um, don't know how much more of this will. <coughs> Back in Second Samuel again, um, chapter seventeen. There's um, chapter seventeen, verses twenty-seven through twenty-nine. It came to pass when David was come to Mahanaim that Shobi, the son of Nahash of Rahab of the children of Ammon, and Maker the son of Amiel, of Lodibar, and Barzillai, the Gileadite of Rogalim, brought beds and basins and earthen vessels and wheat and barley and flour and parched corn and beans and lentils and parched pulse and honey and butter and sheep and ki- cheese of kind and for David and for the people that were with him to eat. For they said, The people are hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness." So David and his people are nourished here by, <clears throat> by the uh, Ammonites and others there. <clears throat> sure, that was an encouragement for him too. Um, chapter 18, verses 1 through 5. David numbered the men, the people that were with him and set captains of thousands and captains of hundreds over them. And David sent forth a third of part of the people under the hand of Joab and a third part under the hand of Abishai the son of Zeruiah, Joab's brother, and a third part under the hand of Ittai, 
the Gittite. And, and the king said unto the people, I will surely go forth with you myself also. David wanted to go out and fight himself. But the people answered, Thou shalt not go forth, for if we flee away, they will not care for us. Neither if half of us die will they care for us, but, that, that, but now thou art worth ten thousand of us. Therefore, now it is better that thou succor us out of the city. And the king said unto them, What seemeth you best I will do. And the king stood by the gate side, and all the people came out by hundreds and by thousands. And the king commanded Joab and Abishai and Ittai, saying, Deal gently with my, for my sake with the young man, even with Absalom. And all the people heard when the king gave all the com- captains charge concerning Absalom. So he's saying, Deal gently with my son. Verse 9. Um, and Absalom met the servants of David, and Absalom rode upon a, a mule, and the mule went under the thick bough of, the, of a great oak, and his head caught hold of the oak, and he was taken up between heaven and earth. And the mule that was under him went away. And a certain man saw it and told Joab and said, Behold, I saw Absalom hanged in an oak. And Joab said unto the man that told him, And behold, thou sawest him, and why didst thou not smite him there to the ground? And I would have given thee ten, ten shekels of silver and a girdle. And the man said unto Joab, Though I should receive a thousand shekels of silver in mine hand, yet would I not put forth mine hand against the king's son. For in our hearing the king charged thee and Abishai and Ittai, saying, Beware that, that none touch the young man Absalom. Otherwise I should have wrought falsehood against mine own life. For there is no matter hid from the king, and thou thyself wouldest have set thyself against me. Then said Joab, I may not tarry thus with thee. And he took three darts in his hand and thrust them through the heart of Absalom while he was yet alive in the midst of the oak. And the ten young men that bare Joab's armor compassed about and smote Absalom and slew him. And Joab blew the trumpet, and the people returned from pursuing after Israel, for Joab held back the people. Verse 33, we can see David weeps, and the king was much moved and went up to the chamber over over the gate and wept, and he was and as he went, thus he said, O oh, my son, Absalom, my son, my son, Absalom, would, I, would God I had died for thee. O oh, Absalom, my son, my son. <clears throat> Chapter 19, um, we're not going to read a whole lot of this. Joab chides David for the way he's responding. The people went home ashamed because of what David was doing. Joab chides him and says, if you don't change, you're going to lose all your people. And uh, <clears throat> so David did. David, uh, he blessed the people for the victory. And then in verse in chapter 19, verse 11, King David sent to Zadok. Okay, so Israel had asked David to return, saying they were, they were it sounds like they were kind of repentant. They said, you know, we took Absalom our, to, our, to be our king, and now he's dead. David, you come back, be our king. So then in verse uh, 11 of chapter 19, he says, And the king David sent to Zadok and to Abiathar the priest, saying, Speak unto the elders of Judah. So Israel had asked him to come back. He says, Speak to Judah, saying, Why are ye the last to bring the king back to his house, seeing the speech of all Israel is come to the king, even to his house? Ye are my brethren, ye are my, my bones and my flesh. 
Wherefore then are ye the last to bring back the king? And say ye to Amos, Amasa, Art thou not of my bone and of my flesh? <clears throat> In any way, going, uh, we won't need to read all that, but uh, Judah told, them, told him to come back too. And he did, he came back, and there was peace in the land. But if you, if you just kind of follow with me through that whole upheaval of events and just very difficult time for David, it's just uh, impressive to me to see his humility, but also his um, endurance and faith in God through all of that. <clears throat> in, uh, back again to Psalms. Um, I think we'll read the next Psalm 4 and 5. It's just, uh, I don't know if this actually, if he actually wrote these Psalms after he came back. You know, they're next in line after Psalm 3 when he was, when he fled from Absalom. And it doesn't say, um, like, if this was chronologically next in line in order, but uh, it does still, it's very fitting. So uh, I think we'll read them anyway. Psalm 4 and 5. Hear me when I call, God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye turn my glory into shame? How long will ye love vanity and seek after leasing? Selah. But know that the Lord has set himself, set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Selah. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, Who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time of that their corn and their wine increased. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God. For unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. The Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. But as for me, <clears throat> I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy, and in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before me, my face. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulcher. They flatter with their tongue. Destroy thou them, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. But let all those who put, that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. <clears throat> Another thing that I was impressed reading through these three Psalms, 3, 4, and 5, is, <clears throat> you know, sometimes we have, we have our normal devotional time in the morning or evening or whenever that works for you, you know, and, and that's good and right. I think that's probably what he's speaking about here in chapter, in Psalm 4, verse, uh, no, it's, 
Psalm 5, verse 3. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. But it's obvious that it's not, that's not the only time that he's just dedicating or focusing on Christ, on, on God. <clears throat> There's times like in, chapter, in Psalm 4, verse 4. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. Um, it seems like any time of the day or night, you know, if he's awake, you know, he's he's focusing on God and on the Word of God. And he didn't even have the new dispensation. He didn't even have Christ. And, uh, and we do. So let's just take... Um, Take uh, take a, a, an example from that and learn, you know, in distress, in difficult times, and dark times, God is on our side, and um, and we need to continue to remain faithful and to trust Him um, and to commune with Him. Um, it's easy to kind of just phase off or to in in difficult and dark times and valleys to. Allow your devotion somehow. I don't know why, but it's how, it's how it is for me to allow your devotions to kind of slack, and you're even you're just focusing and and uh, <clears throat> you're abiding throughout the day. Kind of tends to waver or wane. But let's uh, let's remember that these are the times that we need to abide all the more through um, difficult and dark times, singing. Um, foc- um, reciting scripture and prayer even during the day during your work during the night if you wake up at night um it's a good time to just commune with your heart with with the lord upon your bed i think that's how he said it so may god bless